Hey everyone, this is Chris Keys for Premier Guitar. Today I am in the Ryman Auditorium joined by Matt Mitchell of Pussifer. Matt, how you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, this is going to be a fun treat. I know that people are probably really inquisitive about your gear. Obviously, the record that came out in 2020, there's a big change in your guys' sound with that. Yep. Went to the Fairlight kind of synth sound. Yep. But you are representing guitar still strong here. <laughs> so what do we have here? This is a, a fun instrument. We'll yeah, just let so, you take it from so here. So Kiesel made this. This is a, a take on their X um, type, which clearly is headless. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm used to... I, I like kind of 50s kind of guitars, things that are like... A piece of wood, the you know, cut out the shape of a guitar, put some strings on it, and you know. Well, you've always had an Esquire kind yeah, of in exactly. your rotation. Yeah, so something kind of in that vein. So they did a lot of the, they removed a lot of the bevels and stuff, and kind of hard made the edges hard. Uh, in the Esquire kind of vibe, we uh, we kept the three-way switch. Okay. So instead of having a tone, it's a second. It's a second fixed tone. So you've got a tone slight notch just kind of a, a cue kind of notch okay tone all the way back so like if i'm doing ebo stuff mm -hmm. i like to roll the tone back and then tone bypass all right um where do you normally live uh in terms of, i know that you mentioned you use the ebo for like the middle position but do yeah. you what do you use the neck for like uh, the typical neck um sometimes for lead stuff and then sometimes if there's kind of cordy things that i want to tuck under okay if i want to keep on the same patch but maybe just kind of tuck under a little bit all right i'll kick it all the way forward and then kind of be able to kind of play chords underneath you know everything else all right uh pickups kind of in the in the same line as, as sticking with the esquire um these both have the seymour duncan antiquity 50s okay which is what's in my esquire and then this one is um seymour duncan's first run or for early uh stack pickups um like the five two type of thing where it's like the yellow nico's no 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 this one is an alnico 2 um stack so it's it's a low output much like those it's just quiet and mm. it's it's i've tried some of the newer ones and i feel that they lose a little bit of that they almost kind of start to have a lot of the character of humbuckers yeah and, and these to me really still feel like those you really love a single coil because i yeah, know yeah. In, uh, interviews with you done with pg and other outlets <laughs> is that you said that you've tried to do humbuckers you try to make it work yeah but you love the i think you the, was like it has a leash on it until you have the single coil in there. Yeah, yeah. The single coil, I think, is more um, more dynamic. Um, I, I think that there's... You can't make it sound like a humbucker. But yeah. I think as far as, as far as clean sounds go and as far as even, even dirty stuff, I, I, I feel like I have more, um, more nuance and playability and... And I love like the way a fuzz pedal sounds with a single coil. I yeah, think it's, I think it's killer. Now, um, what made you go with the the X type or the headless guitar, just um, in general? Because that's a very aesthetically big switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things was for the last record, I did it all on um, on an old Steinberger GL2. That's right. Um, Growing up, always wanted one. They were always out of out of reach, and was always looking for an excuse. And then this last album, I'm like, this is here's my excuse. <laughs> uh, and then I put single coils in that because all you know, they're all EMGs. Yeah. I don't know what the eighty ones. I think yeah. is what they used on them. Um, but I just did a little research, and they still make the original. I think it's an H. It was like the original Steinberger, or I'm sorry, the original EMG single coil, which is 
which is basically cocked the same way. It's mm. like a telly, you know, in a in a traditional EMG pickup kind of housing. And um, now, was that active? That yeah. one, that particular. Okay. Yeah. So in going down that rabbit hole, <laughs> I started doing the whole voltage thing and figuring out like, oh, if I up the voltages, then the thing that I've always complained about, the headroom thing, like that goes away. It's yeah. like you run more gain into the preamp and, and it opens up the, the, the top end. So um, and I'm like, okay, how much voltage can I run? So I'm running 24 volts on those EMGs and they're just super clean. And, and the main thing I love about them, and it's kind of like the Gilmore thing is like, uh, you can do super nuancey, quiet, clean stuff and you don't have to do any dark magic to get rid of the buzz yeah they're like just, they're just quiet also kind of like robert fripp style too exactly yeah now in regards to the trim are you using that a lot the the, this, the bridge i should say this one's a hard fix okay yeah, these are all these are all fixed these are so for people that don't know the x it's um yeah it's a neck, neck through. through these are um maple walnut and then swamp ash sides so it's nice and light man so the urge to have a Steinbe uh, Steinberger slash headless guitar never left you as a youngster. <laughs> no, and, and, and why it really worked out on this is when we decided to do it live, um, we knew that we were gonna be playing a lot of keyboards because there's tons of keyboards. And yeah. as, as, instead of having two or three keyboards and us sitting around for part of the show, we gotta play keyboards. So not having the head is, it's just, it's just a quick, it's out of the way because it's so short it's really easy to get it out of the way, play keyboards, and then pull it back in place. So there's a, the added feature of- So it's very pragmatic, the even though- of it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a cool little tidbit. Yeah. Now, what about the other two that you have, these other two X's? So- And are the, they identical? They uh, are- like Shape-wise and woods and stuff? They are all identical. This one has the, uh, has the uh, antiquity, the 50s antiquity. I love that color. Um, yeah, otherwise the, the electronics are the same. Okay. Uh, the woods are the same. Uh, this one, interestingly enough, I guess just from being from a different piece of wood, it's the weights are pretty different. Oh, all right. Which I'm reading about, I guess, Swamp Ash can do that. And then this one here is Karina's. Wow. Yeah, same kind of thing. Now, how do you rotate through them uh, throughout the show? Is there anything like tuning wise or is each one kind of have its own distinct place? So there's a couple songs that are drop D and, um, but I'll just tune it. Like I'm the one, once you give me my guitar, I'm not giving it back to you until the show's over. <laughs> you know? So if I can keep the same guitar, I like to keep the same guitar. And then the, uh, the ratios on these tuners are really I don't know what what the difference is, but it's really quick to do go from an E to a drop D is like half a turn on the tuner. All so right. It's, so it's really easy to get there. And then we use these little clip-ons. Oh yeah, real discreet. Yeah. Which um, I think these are Demarzias or um, I'm sorry, Diodarius. Um, but it can just stay there and stay on, and you know. Nice. Which is convenient. Now, what are you using for strings? Brought a Diodario? I use, I use the Diodario Pure Nickels. Um, historically, I was always 10s, and then I don't know if it's the neck through or the types of woods or whatever, but I found, or the frets, because these are, these are jumbos. Mm. Um, 
something was making it too easy for me to bend and yeah. I was doing like comical bends and I'm like, I gotta, so. You were doing a boomer bend. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you gotta, you gotta chill me out a little bit. So I put, uh, so now it's got 11s on it. So it's, um, yeah, it's the pure nickels, 11s. Okay. Yeah. Another big change for your setup, and it's also kind of like a simplification, but also an expansion in some ways, is uh, incorporating the XFX. Yeah. What took you to that road? Um, well, a few things. One is, you know, at this rate, we've got, I don't know how many songs, but enough songs that the rig was getting bigger and the more confusing and more yeah. easily, you know, more failure points. Um, and then also, we really wanted for this a uh, clean stage. Mm. Um, that's why we switched to wireless, which we've never used before. Uh, there's no pedal boards, so everything's automated. Wow. Um, and just being able to, at home, at my leisure, program A being sounds, getting things timed correctly so that they're all switching when they need, you know. We basically walk into rehearsals and you know, of course, you're, there's tinkering. There's okay. Now this doesn't sound right with this or yeah. whatever. But, but getting kind of a, a solid foundation of patches for every song and every you know every scene or whatever, and then also having everything switch underneath us. You know, being able to walk in the door of rehearsals. How is that getting triggered? Are the changes and stuff. Is it like a click? So yeah. So we've got we've got a system in place that runs all the video content, mm -hmm. and the fact that the video has to be in time means that we're listening to click. So it's just a matter of giving him MIDI files for that, and then he can lay those in, and, and they're firing at the same time. It's kind of like Dark Side meets Wizard of Oz on three roars. Kind of <laughs> hit the start button and go. Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> it, if something goes wrong, you know, you don't have any sort of safety net of like, well, I can just hit bypass and I can still play. So there is that you're leap, you're putting it all in the hands of of the guy in the dark. But um, yeah, but it's it's um, yeah, it's great and and. Just the ability to kind of be anywhere on the stage and not have i know some bands do that and they'll have a tech that's doing a lot of the switching and stuff but we, it, that tech's already in place for us so just having a non-person do that and then yeah. he, and then and then the guitar tech can worry about other things you know making sure that every everyone's happy and sorted now, now during shutdown everyone kind of did their form of a live stream you guys blew it out of the water blew it out of the you. park whatever whatever <laughs> saying we're going to use you guys are the awesome kind of in the the out in the wilderness of Arizona. Yeah. Uh, was that rig intact? Like, uh, I'm sorry, is this the rig that was used or did you have like your full kind of yeah. morphine, <laughs> never ending yeah, setup? So that rig was kind of put specific, because we were just playing that record, I could kind of dial it into a controllable, you know, uh, interpretation of that record. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a lot of, it's like prescription electronics, uh, experience, fuzz, uh, boss hyperfuzz, auto delay. I don't know if it's the BIM, and then auto makes a um, like an overdrive that's got compression in it. Okay, that you could do like bit crushing and gating and stuff, oh, wow. so you can get really broken sounding <laughs> stuff. That was really cool. So it was kind of those pedals and a few other things. Fender, or I'm sorry, uh, Boss vibrato pedal. So you had like kind of an analog rig. Yeah, analog rig, and then that was through an old um, Mesa Boogie 2C Plus combo um, with one of the um, Celestian Alnico Creams. Oh, all right. Because I needed enough juice to take the power <laughs> that the that, that head puts out, uh, but still kind of retain that Alnico, you know, sound. And then just the 112, just 
breaks up really nice with the fuzz pedals and stuff. Now, bringing it back to the XFX3, which is actually over here, yeah. uh, what are you using? And what kind of like amp sounds are you going for with that? Yeah, so most of the dirty stuff is, is 2C models. Um, and then the clean stuff. Some of the dirty stuff is, is uh, Vibro King 2. Okay. Uh, which I've used historically, I've, 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 I've had a bunch of those. Uh, and then the clean stuff is almost all Vibro King stuff. So those are kind of the two main okay. amp models. And then speakers, it kind of varies. I do use some 412 stuff on like, if it's more like a pad kind of thing where I need to fill up a lot of space. But if it's melodic stuff or pokey things, it's, it's um, shoot, I don't remember the single, the single 12. I don't know. So you, do, you dove deep <laughs> when it came to like programming this, you really went for it. Yeah, and, and it, they make it easy. So you can like, I can connect that USB to my laptop, tell my, inter tell my DAW that that's my interface. Mm -hmm. And then they've got a way of patching it such that you're recording a dry signal to your DAW and then it's reamping through it. So I can play through the song once and then put my guitar down and then sit there and list A, B, source, you know, the what Kinda. guitars I printed plus what I'm playing and then just sit there and, you know, loop a verse and go through different amps and go through different Man. cabinets and it, it made it. How many hours did you spend doing that? Because that I seems mean, like a, a whirlwind. Yeah, <laughs> a couple. But, you know, it also has that power where, you know, it's, it's one of those tools where you can go so deep that you can lose the light. Yeah. Know? So I tried to always kind of keep it thinking about it traditionally like a pedal board like okay here's my limitations how do i work within this limitations and try to build it that way so that when i get out here and i don't have time and i'm not in the headspace of programming yeah i can look at a patch and not be like what was i thinking and where is that going and you know so trying to keep it as simple as possible but it's still also complex in that i could literally sit there and focus on little pieces and get yeah. them exactly the way i wanted and and then have it all switch without me thinking about it. Yeah. Now, what has been your experience uh, having a clean stage and running uh, wireless? What's that been like? So that's actually really cool. So the wireless stuff is all um, handled at the monitor desk. Because okay. he's doing all the, the handheld wireless, and he's also doing all the ears. So he's got all that in a, in a management program so he can track all the frequencies and get everything sorted. So the wireless, it's the, uh, the Shure Axient okay. system. So it's once, once it hits that, you know, foot long cord, yeah. it's digital. And then it's digital over to there. And then it's AES into the fractals and then AES out of the fractals back to the monitor desk. So until it hits the amps, it stays yeah. digital. You know, once that, once it hits that first little bit, it's digital and you know, latency is non, not an issue. And, um, and have yeah, you guys been running ears for years? Like, have you been running ears for years? So that's probably not, that's yeah. pr probably a more comfortable situation to yeah, be in. Yeah, so Pussifer, we've been using ears kind of since the beginning because we've always, it's always been kind of an AV thing. So mm -hmm. we've always, ha always had video elements and just makes it a lot easier when you can, you know, have have some sort of reference as to what's happening on, on, that, on that front. Um, yeah, so we've been using ears forever. So that was, that was the easy part. The hard part was, Immediately, I'm like, okay, now I need a power amp and I need speakers. Like, how many of these speakers do I need? Because yeah. if I'm going to be here and I'm going to be there and I'm going to be there, I, I want feedback and how do I do all that stuff? And then I was on, you know, just 
diving into the internet and um, and found the uh, the Digitech freakout. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, so that's my feedback box, and um, I automated sends to it so you know it wants a momentary so that's even doing automation yeah so it's doing wow. automation so i know that like when i go here i want it to ring and then i and then i've just programmed it in so it just like a volume pedal it just swells it in and then wow. it'll grab it and and feedback and then when i need to get out of it it'll you know i can either it's an envelope kind of base system so i can mute it and go to the next note mm. or if I programmed it correctly, it'll actually turn it off for me. Man, the future's a hell of a place. Yeah. Well, it, it just saved me a half dozen speaker cabinets and an amplifier and, yeah. and you know, and a front of house guy that's, you know, wants me to turn everything down. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a super simple thing and it is a little different. It doesn't behave exactly like, you know, the, the energy coming off of a cabinet, but, um, but it sounds killer, and and you can do some things that you can't do on that. Like, I can get feedback on a clean guitar. I can yeah. I can do a bend, and it's holding that that interval through a bend or, or slide, and it and it tracks the slide and stuff like that. So you can you can get creative with it too, which is really cool. Now, so that's the only outboard gear I'm using. On yeah, okay, room. Matt. I know that we got to get out of here. Pussifer has a huge stage presence. You guys got to get ready for the show. But how are you transposing the Fairlight that was such a big part of the new record? Uh, so, yeah, the Fairlights sound incredible. They're super old technology, <laughs> and we don't want to bring them on the road for several reasons. So um, I just took a lot of time sampling phrases or sampling uh, single notes and, um, and then loading all that stuff into a Waldorf Iridium, which is... Uh, it doesn't have a keyboard. It's all buttons. Yeah. Which forces you to think a little differently with it. Um, it's more like kind of like an NPC kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, which works really well for me because I'm a keyboard. I'm like, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I play keyboards like this. You're a zeros and ones kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. So so it it's less daunting for me, um, and so it it can also it takes all the samples. It also has a really powerful kind of synth engine, so we can kind of layer things and and use it for the, the synth stuff it does. And then what else it does is um, is you can feed live input into it and then it's got crazy effects and bit crushers and filters and all kinds of gnarly stuff. So there's things where basically the monitor console can send anything that's happening on the stage. If I'm like, hey, send me that thing, they can send me that thing for that part of that song or whatever. And then I can manipulate it and send it back and have it blend in. So, so there's times where yeah where it's like a conversation where yeah where someone's doing anything it's kind of like having a pedal board in front of you you uh -huh. know it's basically a pedal board in a, in a in a keyboard uh so we have three of those stations that kind of move around during the show and then any of us can affect anything so there's times where karina's doing effects on maynard's voice there's times where i'm doing filter sweeps on you know this instrument or that instrument so it's kind of i don't know a way of it's hard sometimes with electronic music to, to really kind of deconstruct it and play it without doing a, I don't know, in my opinion, uh, a worse job than, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because so much of it is programmed and so, and you're, so much of your brain is used to hearing that sounding perfect. So, mm. and, and this is just my interpretation, but, but 
I find that sometimes when I try to play some of that stuff, it's it's not as good. So uh, being able to have ways of manipulating and being able to have different tools, I don't know, in that keyboard to do that stuff yeah. is, is super cool. Well, I really appreciate your time, Matt. It sounds like I'm getting the played off music right now. So appreciate <laughs> you again. Thank you. Stay safe, everyone out there, and keep rocking. And thanks for tuning in to Premier Guitar. Thank you.